Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host, and I'm here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And I encourage you to go to those websites and enjoy checking out those ministries and see if we can serve you. I'm with Natan again, and Natan was a student this last year at the Nicolay Bible Institute, and he's serving the summer of 22 here at camp. And uh, what are you doing this summer, Natan? I'm at the challenge course. Which, which means what to people? Zipline, climbing wall, okay. and archery and BB range. All right. So you're over there with all the real dangerous activities, taking care of people <laughs> and, and enjoying it. And Natan's got a personality that glows. And we talked about that last time we were together, how you are somebody that's got a lot of energy and you enjoy using your energy. And really, it's a gift. It isn't mm. a curse mm. to you in life. The challenge you will always have, and anyone that's got a lot of energy, is how are you going to channel it? That's mm. how, What are you going to use it for? Because mm. you can use all that energy for evil, or you can use all that energy to represent the king. Mm. And even as I look at children that are just energetic, every single time you'll see me smile if I see a little boy or a little girl just running nonstop and doing things, because I think, what a joy, what what a gift. Mm. You know, because there are a lot now that hold their phone in front of them and sit there and don't do anything. Hmm. So I enjoy the energy level um, that you have. Um, and and I, I'm not under 100% sure if people in your position have thought that they're gifted that way. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Yeah, but you are. Hmm. And um, you just have to be very, very careful. And you were talking about as you came to Christ that, of course, you had to be humbled first and hmm. And religion doesn't save you, and your works don't save you as far as, you know, being in God's family. But Jesus mm. came to die for your sins mm. when you understood that that was very personal, mm. and it is. Mm. And it got you to begin to investigate how to really live mm. because God really knows how. Mm. Um, and then you talk about a depression you went through, and I encourage people to go back to the episode before this and, mm. and just take a look at it. Uh, you actually, as you served God, probably deep in your heart, you wanted people to notice who you were. I would uh, absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Mm. It's hard for you to just disappear. Yes. Uh, mm. And you like being visible. Not that much anymore. Okay, but, but you then, did. I craved for that. Yeah. You want to make sure you, like one of the worst things that could happen to you is you mm. not be acknowledged. Mm. Yeah, yeah, in a sense. And so God brought you through that, mm -hmm. basically. And I will promise you, you'll struggle with that again. Mm. Because it, it's kind of like Satan, he goes after you and he knows how to go after you. Then mm. he realizes, or God stops him, I really don't know. Let's pause. You know, I got this isn't working. Mm. Or God stops him. Kind of like Job. You know, I mean, there was, it, God knew what Satan was going to do. Mm. He also knew the limits he wanted to put on Job. You know, and so he did. He put certain limits on him. Mm. And I don't understand all that because I'm not God, but I don't have to understand it. Mm. How important do you think understanding God is? I mean, understanding how he works is. I think it's most important. Okay. There's nothing more important because, I mean, you know. Well, I'm going to rephrase that because I have a different response. I don't think you can understand God. Oh, yes. I would also agree with that. Okay, see, what's funny here is we went in two different directions real quickly, <laughs> right? Yes. Talk about context, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm, almost everyone you meet, if I say, do you want to understand God? They go, yes, 
I would. That was your first answer. Mm. And then I go on and say, but you can't. Yeah, like on second thought, you know, uh, an everlasting God on a limited mind, I think that's, that doesn't fit in my brain. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when you look at it, it's like, okay, when you say I want to understand God, what is it you want to do? Actually? I think I meant more I want to know him better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, when I used to be in a youth work, uh, my eight-year-olds, and they were eight, nine, ten, or something like that, I would walk in and I would shout to them, Can, do you always understand God? And they would just shout back, no. Hmm. <laughs> it, how can you? God hmm. spoke and the universe was created. You hmm. can't explain that. Hmm. He, he made every human and made them distinct. Hmm. I, I would run out of creativity. Hmm. I mean, how do you do that? He made frogs, he made lizards, hmm. he made fish. Hmm. I mean, I, I look at it, I'm astounded, all the stars. It's like, how in the world, if you're going to spend your life trying to understand an infinite God, hmm. you won't understand him, but you can know him. Absolutely. And that's what you end up trusting, not the fact that you understand everything. If you look back at the book of Job, the book of Job is very interesting because Job, I, you know, I'm reading it and I'm thinking the whole time, God, tell him what you're doing. Tell him what you're doing, God, because it would help. Hmm. But Job had a trust in God's character. Hmm. And that's really what you have to do, Nathan, and anybody hmm. else and I have to do in life. And uh, once again... Let me ask you, how do you get to the point where you know God's character? Spend time in his word. Boy, it keeps going back to that, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. So. And just meditate on how God, um, how he led Job. And at the end of all that, you know, Job said, I know you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. And just meditate on that, you know. Like even when we go through hardship, like I remember... The way God actually, that's why when I say 2019 was a big year was because the previous year I uh, lost my grandmother. And in the same year, I also lost a friend of mine named Aaron. He was, I think he was just 15. He died to cancer. He had just been a Christian for so long. And it just made me think, Lord, I want to live for you. And that's how God started leading me in a path towards just living for him. And I mean, maybe at the moment... When I heard the news of my grandmother passing away, I could I could not fully understand it. But still, his purposes were not thwarted. And it's interesting to think about it because um, I'm not going to dig too deeply into that. But a month before, I had... And I don't brag about this. I really don't mean to. I don't, I'm actually ashamed of it. Okay. Just because of how I responded to it. Okay. I received an invitation from the UN to represent Mexico uh, at a conference okay. in back at the UN headquarters in New York, and my pride skyrocketed like crazy. Yeah, I worked I harder. See how that hard, how hard that would be yeah. not to be prideful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I remember, and I used to say this with tears, but God has healed me and comforted me. When my grandmother got pneumonia. I remember just thinking, I have more important stuff to do. Right. The UN. I mean, not that I'm against the UN. You right. know? I mean, I don't agree with all of its. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't get points. into politics. We're not going to get there. Here, so. No, no, yeah. I'm not, I didn't mean yeah, to. Yeah, no, I know. I was trying to say, 
my heart was not in the right place, even though I had been a Christian for about three years back then. And I remember the one time, and I think my mom, mom, if you're listening to this, I love you. Damn, woman. Thank you for doing that. Because she literally forced me. Most Wednesday was the last day of February to go see my grandmother. And I still had my homework with me because I wanted to show, oh, I was academically fit to be a UN ambassador for my country. Whatever that means to me anymore. Right. I go there, and I just remember seeing her on, on, on her bed, and she just said, I'm so glad you came. And I was still so prideful yet. And she said, I remember we talked. I held her hand. I came back. I sat next to her. But I was still bitter in my heart because I wanted to do, quote, right. quote, more important the things. The big stuff, man. And she said, are you going to be able to come tomorrow? And I responded, I have school. The next day comes by, March 1st. I was going to hang out with some friends. And Daniel is one of my best friends back home. Paquito, we call him, because sure. he's also Francisco. Yep. We were going to hang out, and then his dad goes like, we're going to go to the hospital where Nat Natan's grandma is. And I was like, why? I can't say it. And I just thought, oh, my family's just bothering me to go see my grandma again. Yeah. We get there, go up the stairs. I just, as I was walking towards the room, he was in the fourth floor. Probably between room 402 or 406, I don't remember it exactly. Yeah. I just saw the look on my brother's face, and I was like, oh, man. I walk in, and I just remember my dad telling me, um, tu abuela ya está con el señor, which means your grandma's with the Lord. Mm. Walking in, and just looking at what remained. And for months, I struggled with a lot of guilt because of how I responded. I never truly had the chance to say I'm sorry. Right. And after that, I remember that right when I was going to hit rock bottom, my mom walks in. Because at the same time, my friend Aaron had been going through cancer in his chest. Sure. Tumor. And she says, Aaron doesn't have that much time left. I only knew him for two years, yes, just to clarify. Okay. My friends, and I, I want to respect the fact that they knew him longer. Right. But I just said, okay, I made this big mistake. I cannot do it again. So everything I wish I had told my grandma, I told Tuaron. Yeah, good. And started connecting. And uh, I remember being at his funeral. And just remember that, I mean, I, was, I had peace. And, you know, that year, I, I ended up not going to the UN conference. By the way, I may not have known... Um, what it would have been like to be an ambassador of Mexico to the UN, but definitely God taught me how to be an ambassador of Christ to my family. And like Job said, you know, no purpose of yours can be thwarted. God used those first two losses that I experienced. Yeah. And, and I would suggest to you that being an, an ambassador for Christ is far superior. Absolutely. Because this earth will pass. Anything on this earth, man, this earth mm. is out of here. And you and I and any other human being has the potential of being with God forever. Mm. And, um, again, relationships are how God created us. Mm. You know, it's interesting because as you talk about that, I realize for anyone listening, all of us have a past where we regret something. Mm. All of us have something in the past we look at and go, I wish that wasn't the same. Mm. Well, once again, my emotional detachment from it to help go through it uh, for somebody else, maybe not myself, is 
you do realize that no matter what you do today, you can't change that. Hmm. And you realize about God's mercy and grace, let's go forward and do exactly what you did, Natan. You learn from it. So the hmm. next time you're in that situation, you do something differently. Hmm. And that's all we can do. Hmm. God's love for us is not dependent upon us doing everything right. Hmm. It, it's done. His hmm. love is there, complete. You do things wrong, he still loves you. Those who think that God loves you more because you do what you should, mm. that's not healthy, is it? Mm -mm, no, because, again, our relationship with him is not performance-based. It's love-initiated. Yeah, but if you understand that, mm. you do listen to him. Mm. You know, it's really funny because when God describes love in the Bible, you know, he describes what it is to love him, mm. obey him. So then we think, well, if we just obey him. Well, obedience has more than just I'm doing the act right. It has a heart condition with it. Hmm. And really to obey God is simple, I think, when you think about it. Hmm. It's getting to the point in life where you acknowledge who God is. Hmm. God, you're God. I'm Dave. Hmm. Right. You don't use my name, though, because God would say, no, you're not. But There's a God yeah, that's not there's me. God. Yeah, I'm not him. And And from there we go. You know, God, I, I understand that I don't understand. Mm. I understand you love me, though. And God cannot love Dave Wager more today than mm. he already does. Mm. And he also can't love me less. Mm. And as a parent, I can tell you that's true. Mm. You know, my kids can come up and say, you know, Dad, I just, I just became a billionaire. Everyone in the world thinks I'm the most successful person in the world. And I would think, I don't love you any more than I did yesterday. Hmm. You know, I, why? Because I already gave it to y'all. I don't have any more. This is all the love I got. So hmm. either enjoy it or, you know, I, I can't give you any more. Or if they came to me and said, Dad, I made a mistake. I just robbed a bank. You know I mean? Whatever it <laughs> might be. I, I don't know about the mistake. I don't know how they would do that. But it, you look at it and go, well, I still love you the same. Your, your actions, whether they be actions that are harmful and wrong or, or great, whatever they are, mm. that doesn't affect my love. Mm. Disappointment? Sure. Wishing you do it different? Absolutely. But it doesn't affect my love. Mm. So once I, I understand that God loves me and he chose to love me, mm. you know, you think about the, how it parallels human life. Or, you know, for me, one day I obviously showed up. I didn't choose my mom or dad. You think that's a pretty significant decision, but I didn't get to choose them. <laughs> and, and I'm just here one day. Mm. And it's like, well, oh, God knew that. Mm. Before I ever came on this earth, he knew that. Yes. And he already had a plan for me. Mm. Okay, well, that's cool. Now, for me, then, I want to keep adjusting my life to get to that point mm. where I uh, allow him to be who he is. And mm. uh, Now, whether I allow him or not, by the way, he's going to be who he is. So I, the thing I will do is just get frustrated if I try and fight them. Mm. Um, kind of like I've talked to people who look at their past like you have, and mm. they, they battle with bitterness or mm. anger. And, and, I, and I usually will ask them, so what do you gain by the bitterness? Nothing. What is, yeah. You know, you just pretty much beat your head on a rock. And just right. to clarify, <clears throat> I eventually understood God forgave me from that. Oh, absolutely. And he still defined me not on the basis of me, on the basis of his love so Absolutely. now i just look back and it still hurts right 
but I look back looking at how God used that. And he still continued to use it for his purposes. Like, it's crazy. About the same time my grandma passed away was when my grandpa became a Christian. A little earlier than that. So it's crazy because she would read him the Bible because because of diabetes he cannot see well. He right. couldn't see with one eye. And now me and my brother were the ones, especially my brother, Fernando. I love you, Demo Fernando. There you go. And he would be reading him the Bible at night. And it's crazy because he would have sores on his skin yeah. and stuff. And at, he, at the end of his life, you know, all the strength is gone. A lot of things are gone. The last book he fully went to was Job. Oh. You know, what I love is the fact that God loves us and he doesn't have a perspective. Hmm. I have a perspective, you have a perspective, but he doesn't. Because God sees everything the way it actually is. Hmm. And you and I will put it through the filter that you just talked about. Hmm. Grandpa, you know, your friend. Hmm. We put it through these filters. Hmm. And really, when we put it through the filters that we have in life, we adjust how we think. Hmm. And God never needs that adjustment. Hmm. Right? He already knows hmm. how to think. And, and sometimes I am guilty of living my life in a way where I keep thinking God's got some kind of perspective or opinion that I have to sway. Hmm. It's like, well, he doesn't have those two things. I do. That's totally different in life, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I think God uses things like death hmm. in, a, in a very positive way in our life. Um, I've said so often that death for a believer is an event it is not the end hmm. just something that happens hmm. and every single person listening will go through that time and it just makes me think you know i mean my grandmother's been four years she passed my grandpa eventually 2020 he could only live that much without the right. of his life uh, which is understandable and how the in the in the bible it says the lord delights in the death of his saints and he, for a while i wondered what does that mean it just means you know, at the end of a long life, we get to home, go home. That's right. Be with him for eternity. And remember, God doesn't have perspective, so he's saying that knowing what he knows. Absolutely. And you and I are going, huh? Hmm. You know I mean? We don't, guys, trust me. Hmm. You know, but it's very interesting. In fact, death can be something that spurs you on to all kinds of um, right thinking. Hmm. Because every single one of us will go through it. Everyone hmm. will see somebody go through it. It's a part of life. It isn't, we got to treat it like a part of life mm. because it isn't like separate from life. It's a part of life. Mm. And every single person listening will experience death in some way, mm. in, including themselves. Mm. And one of the most precious uh, times I've really had in life, and when I've been around people we've loved and we were with them when they slipped into eternity. Mm. And as a believer, you know, um, just the, the latest one that did in, in my life and it's still a while ago but was um, my father-in-law and my wife who's his daughter was sitting next to him and his other daughter was there they were holding his hand and they're mm. singing hymns to him mm. now i'm telling you that is a much more precious moment in life mm. than fretting and being angry and mm. and all kinds of things and and it is only available to those who actually know god mm. that's it if you don't know God, then that time is a confusing, angry, wondering, what mm. a, a, a guilt-ridden time. Mm. But if you know God, you know, and even before my wife and her sister were singing to him, I was talking to him. Mm. 
And I knew he was about to leave this earth. And you know what I talked about, Natan? And here's the fun part of having death as an experience rather than just the end. Hmm. I'm talking to him, and I say, it, he was a doctor. I said, Doc, uh, you're going to leave soon. I can't remember my exact words. Hmm. But I said, would you do me a favor if God lets you? Hmm. Sure. Would you talk to my mom and dad for me? Hmm. Would you tell them I love them, that I'm okay? Hmm. That what's going on at camp? He just squeezed my hand like, I got it. Hmm. And I thought, that's the hope. Hmm. See, now, I don't have perspective, but God that day helped me with mine. Because hmm. all of a sudden I was turned to what is going on in eternity. Hmm. I don't normally go there. Hmm. So he turned it that way. Hmm. And then watching my, my wife and, his, and her, you know, her sister sing some of his favorite hymns was so precious to see mm. two kids at that moment where he went into glory mm. singing with him mm. and that's the hope that i hope all our listeners have mm. in christ and it's crazy how you mentioned that um because i kind of got to when i said i never got to say sorry to my grandma for a while i couldn't but it was on my grandpa's death but I remember whispering in his ear, tell her I'm so sorry because of the way I say goodbye. Tell her that I love her so much and that it was her passing on to eternity that got used to, l to start lighting me on fire for his glory. And I remember he just said, mm. he couldn't talk at that moment. He was yeah. And it's crazy how God gives us. And you're right, like those moments, that last week of my grandpa's life taking care of him, it's crazy because as a younger kid, he wasn't that close to his his dad wasn't as much you know loving in the physical way like right. not much hugs so whenever i tried to hug him before he would uh, repel that yeah but when all the strength was gone that last week of his life he would take it all in we would caress his hair i would uh, stand there you know forehead to forehead cheek to cheek hug him uh my mom would help massage his feet with uh, sure. special cream and I'm so thankful to God uh, that I got to get those special last days with him. Yeah. You know, and again, you're describing how God works on our perspective. Mm, absolutely. God knew the day he was going to leave. Mm. He understood what needed to be done to prepare him for it. Yeah. He was not surprised. No. God and, knew. And, and, and God, you know, was, is always faithful. Mm. Um, you know, before my dad died, he did prepare me. God prepared me, I think, very specially for that death because mm. I, I didn't. I didn't handle it well at the mm. beginning. I had to go through a process of realizing we, when I saw my dad's body the first time, mm. you know, I, I didn't want to see it, actually. I didn't mm. want to acknowledge that he was dead. Mm. Now, my brother, who's older than me, you know, forced me to go in and see it. Mm. And it was a wise move. Mm. Because the minute I saw it, you know, Nathan, God's word flooded my head. Mm. The first thing I thought about was, he's not there. Mm. That's a body. Hmm. And he's not there hmm. because I saw him alive, hmm. but I was just looking at a body that wasn't alive hmm. and he wasn't there. And I, and all of a sudden the, the peace and the comfort of God. Hmm. And honestly, that's what I needed. God knew that hmm. he knew I needed to look at it. Hmm. He knew my dad was leaving that day hmm. and he used it in my life. He used it in my brothers. He used it in other people's life. 
And I would encourage, if you, if you know God, I encourage you, no matter what the circumstances in life, realize, number one, God loves you, and he's already prepared you for it if you've listened to him. Mm. Now, I can't help you if you're not listening to God. Mm. If you're running from God today, you're not in the Bible, you don't know who he is, how do I help someone like that? Mm. How do you help someone like that, Nathan? I mean, I remember Will, my roommate back at okay. the says this a lot. You can take a horse to a well, but you cannot make it drink. Yeah. You know, I think today... People need to look at the world around us and realize the world's so broken. Hmm. It, it's just broken. Hmm. And there's a contrast there. You know, um, all year I've been you know, sharing with you as a student. Uh, my wife and I have gone through a cancer battle and some other things. But the contrast is we that know Christ, hmm. we understand how life is supposed to be. Hmm. And those that don't know Christ cannot understand how life is supposed to be, because they don't know the author of it. Hmm. So it goes back to the simple. You know, and e even today while I was speaking to a group, I, you know, I kept saying, in the beginning, God. Hmm. Not in the beginning, Dave. And that's where it all hmm. starts. And so I get to go back to God and say, you know, God, I'm just Dave. Hmm. And I really don't get this whole thing. I don't get how... You know, I don't understand the Ukrainian war that's going on. I don't understand all kinds of stuff right now. Mm. But God, I, I know you. Mm. And I know that you love me. Mm. And I know that if I listen to you today, whatever you're doing will be right. Mm. So I guess I'm going to focus on that. And that makes life a little simpler, doesn't it? Absolutely. It reminds me of, I've been sharing this a lot because... When I was not able to go back to MBI for a while, um, because I was working on stuff for architecture school, I remember I, I felt sadness. Sure. And But there was one verse that God began to use, and that's how he began to heal me. It was Romans 1, 1. Sure. When it says, Paul, servant of Christ. And you go through each of Paul's epistles, he, it was always, and I've shared this a lot because it's such a profound truth. Paul, comma, blank, servant, slave, Servant, servant, slave, slave yep. yep. Of Christ Jesus. So it was Paul, comma, of Christ Jesus. Right. And I remember what allowed me to have a much more profound way of looking at it was because in there, Dr. J, I mean, Dr. Jeremiah, <laughs> right. he stuck with me because he just said, um, back three years ago, I said, uh, people call me Dr. J. So yep. I was like, okay, that just stuck in my That's head. That's good. Dr. J, he was like, you know, Paul, his relationship with Christ was the foundation of his message. So, he knew Christ. And right. what we're talking about, when we can do what God wants us to do because we know him. Right. And, and I am so thankful, Nathan, that God has given us something to do that mm. we actually can do. Mm. He didn't say, I'm going to make the standard impossible and laugh at you. Mm. And there's some people that are caught in their how good is good enough routine. Mm. And they, they wonder all their life. When they die or somebody dies, they say, well, I hope they were good enough. I hope that... You don't have to mm -hmm. live that way. God's love for you is because he created you and loves you. Your sin separates you from him. He sent Jesus to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you will ever do in this life to work your way to mm -hmm. be acceptable to God because Jesus is the only thing that's acceptable to God. So mm -hmm. either you are in Christ or you're not, and I invite you to be in Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm Dave Wager here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch. And we're on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. I've been talking with Natan 
who is a native of Mexico and has been in the Nicolay Bible Institute this year, hmm. and invite you to check out the NicolayBibleInstitute.org website and join us, too, for another year. Goodbye for now.